Hey, Soul Sanctuary community. My name is Jordan and welcome back to season two, episode five of the podcast. And we are talking about why we give. And with me is Mike, our discipleship director. Mike, let's get it. I'll, uh, oh. yeah, I'll start with a, a quick summary of the life lesson from Sunday. We talked about why we give. It's the last uh, sermon in our Sundays series. So it's been five weeks talking about why we do the things that we do here at Soul Sanctuary, why we do the things that we do on Sundays. And this last week, why we give. Um, open it up, just, I mean, asking the question, why did why did these things happen? We rooted in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, spent a lot of time there unpacking uh, Paul's address uh, to the Corinthian church about taking up an offering, uh, a collection for the saints in Jerusalem. And then we talked about what giving actually does. First, established the act of giving is first and foremost an act of worship, that it's not just revenue for a church, and, and that we can actually, we can avoid a lot of the pitfalls in conversations about money and church when we rightly view what acts of giving are. So let's say the giving of financial resources, if we can properly view that as an act of worship, then it sets the context and the tone for all of our conversations in the church about money. And some of these egregious, um, you know, some of the egregious teachings and perspectives about money get weeded out when we recognize that generosity is rooted in the in in the person of God, in who God is, uh, that he is a generous God. And if we allow him to frame our conversations about money, we can skip some of the many pitfalls. Um, kind of talked through the history of the tithe uh, throughout the Old Testament, talked about that there is no command to tithe in the New Testament, which is news to a lot of people. Uh, but maybe we'll pick up on that later. Uh, second, we talked about how giving transforms our hearts as we come to learn, or as we learn to love and to trust God, that we are people who do. We are doing creatures and our formation takes place when we do things. Uh, talked about riding a bike. Like you are not a bike rider until you get on the bike. You are not a giver until you begin to practice giving even broke down like the one dollar a sunday thing you might not have anything but just get in the habit of giving um yeah one dollar a sunday and you you are a giver at that at that point and you're growing into a generous giver uh and then uh finally we talked about how giving can transform the world it does transform the world through the life of the local church. We talked about the power of testimony. Uh, we used the example of the legacy offering from last year as like one, two, three things that we've done. And actually, by the time this podcast releases, there will probably be an email in the inbox of everyone in the soul community that details all the wins from the legacy offering last year and what the generosity of this community served to build towards, which is just really exciting to to kind of see, you know, a year later, everything that our generosity has been able to to cultivate in the life of our community. So that's exciting. I like hearing about that stuff. Uh, and if you don't have the email yet, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, all that to say, Mike, giving. I st- I think I started the sermon by saying like I like talking about money, um, just in general, like me and my like in the group chats with the boys, we're talking about like. You know, I just got a 4% interest checking account with interest rates high. I got offer a 4% interest checking account. And I'm like, 
Yeah. So I took it for our, our small business and just moved a lump sum of cash in there. And every day it sends me a little like update, like you earned interest today. And I'm like, Oh yeah, 4%, you know, it's money that I have to pay the government anyway. So I'm going to make a buck on it. Like, I love talking about money. I love talking about personal finance. It's fun to me. And I also love talking about it in the context of the scriptures. Cause it's like, merging two passions. Uh, it's weird to say that I'm passionate about money, right? Does that not sound like an idol? Uh, I think I admitted that it can be on Sundays. Uh, whatever. I, I I love theology. I, I love Jesus. And I also love generosity. I love giving. I love how personal finance uh, affects our day-to-day lives. But I think I'm in the minority here in saying that I love talking about church and, church and money in the same conversation. Is that maybe fair yeah. to say? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think you need to differentiate. I I don't think anyone actually has a problem talking about money because how hey. how many how many of those like financial gurus just get like thousands of people to their conferences or onto their podcasts talking about talking about money? I think it's the the realization is well, what's kind of the 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 focus of that? It's like well, those kinds of moments of learning are. Well, how do I get more money? Right. Like people are okay talking about money if it's talking about, well, how do I get more money? Uh, I think the issue is, you know, as soon as they, as soon as someone sees, well, oh, we're, we're not just talking about money. We're talking about giving money or Mm. giving in general. That's when I think people, I mean, my even, you know, guard goes up and be like, oh, great. What's, what are they going to be asking me for now? You know, what's the handout that's needed? What's the. Um, so I think that's kind of the, the differentiate people don't have any problem talking about money. People have, I think we have a problem talking about giving. Yeah. Well, Hey, the podcast is on why we give. So that's, that's perfect. Let's talk about the things that we have problems with. You know, I think, I think your, your assessment's right. Uh, It's a good distinction to draw, but I think your assessment is correct in saying like our guard goes up when people are asking us for things. And that in, that includes for many sitting in in the in the pews, but yeah, I guess the pews, whatever, sitting in the chairs, uh, and the church is saying, "Hey, give a tithe," or "Hey, we're taking an offering." And I think there are some people that are naturally drawn to participate in that work, and there are some people who are naturally skeptical of that work. Here's me, like when a salesperson walks in. Here at Seoul, often Allison will just send them down the hallway and be like, talk to Jordan. It's like, man, if you don't grab me in the first 10 seconds by demonstrating the need that like, then this conversation is over because I know you just want something. It's like, don't, don't just show me that you want something from me, man. Like where's the value add in sales, right? Where's the value add to to our community here if we're going to sign on to whatever your paper business. I don't know. Michael Scott rolling through the office selling us paper. (laughs) Oh, we're unhinged already, Mike. We've been in this for five minutes. We're unhinged. Um, But uh, yeah, my back gets like, I get a little defensive and I at at end of year, I get all sorts of solicitations for donations from really great causes. 
And, you know, Laura and I have conversations about where's our money going? What are we going to support? And for us, we choose to to support uh, largely through the work of, of the local church, you know, here at Seoul. That's where the majority of our uh, year-end giving goes. But it does, it, like, the ask. There's something about the ask. Anyways, we have a problem with giving. This is maybe what we established or being asked to give. Why? Why, Mike? That's the question. Are we all um, just like really? Are we just greedy Westerners, man? Like, what is it? Uh, honestly, like it, it has to be. I, I don't think it's a Western problem. I think it's just a human problem. I I think it's 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 this scarcity mindset maybe that's just ingrained in each one of us. Which I mean, you know, it, it isn't surprising. You know, if we if we think about like just the fall of humanity, like looking back mm. to the garden. Um, you know, here you have this incredibly abundant place, like God's ab- most abundant place. And the commission is to now go and make everywhere else just as abundant as, as this place. Um, but then when, when this, yeah, I'll, I'll probably talk about, I, I mean, I will talk about later, uh, where, I'll, where I'll point people towards, you know, Bible project, they, they do a really good, uh, video on the theme of generosity. Mm-hmm. And uh, and right at the beginning, they kind of talk about the the lie that that's implanted in the garden is that maybe God's holding out on us, mm-hmm. and so maybe I have to take for myself because God is is holding out on me, um, and that just spirals throughout human history into this incredible incredible scarcity mindset you know it's when people start gathering together you know putting up walls around their place hoarding what they can i mean like going back to the pandemic people hoarded toilet paper right of all of all things right like like scarcity mindset scarcity mindset that that like it's fear that actually drives us i think when it comes to uh holding tightly to to material things not not greed uh, you know mm. greed yes i think does play you know for 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 some people and maybe a lot of people i think fear is actually the number one uh reason as to why we get our backs up when we start talking about giving um i mean I, like that's so real for me because it, it's so much easier for me to go well if I just had a little bit more padding in my bank account, I don't actually have to worry about, right. about, you know, further on down the line. Right. And so that's, that's rooted more in my fear of the future and the unknown. And if I will have enough or if God will provide, uh, then me just wanting more for the sake of wanting more. Uh, I, I think though, maybe, uh, you, you talked about giving as a practice, and mm. and that it doesn't actually matter what you know the amount you, you talked about that dollar given right um and it's a practice and i think i think hanging on to our money is a practice it, it's a formational practice as well and yeah. so if, if we're rooted in fear and that's what's causing us to hold tightly to our stuff um then i think that maybe cultivates that that heart of of greed, then it just becomes about accumulating more because that's what I actually put my hope in, in. Um, but in that practice of giving and being like, well, no, this isn't what I put my hope in. Uh, again, it's not about, you know, the, the amount. 
Um, but it's shaping us to go, okay, well, it's not about this. I don't actually have to fear because God says he, he has me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's fear. I think it comes from fear and from that scarcity mindset, you know, and I guess, yeah, go for it. No, it's just, it's a good way of painting the picture. It's one that I hadn't considered before. I think you're bang on fear and then fear drives, you know, behavior, just like you illustrated. And then it it consumes us and how much, man, how much of our society today is driven by fear. Uh, yeah. It, news headlines like i mean i don't we don't have to get down this rabbit trail which i'm sure yeah. it's a it's a deep one but like mm-hmm. it's it's like the way that we word things evokes emotion which i mean then you click on it and then you consume it and then somebody gets paid from that adult like it just go yeah man yeah Ooh, yo we yeah, went so- from, we went from unhinged to deep real quick here i know um i guess my my question then back i mean you talked about you talked about like what giving what giving does and you know to us but you started with with giving as well giving's an act of worship mm-hmm. um but i guess maybe if i can just kind of pick your brain to go deeper down that road it's like well well why how like uh, my our worship needs to be motivated by something right um so what what ultimately if if giving is meant to be an act of of worship I mean, who, I mean, we're, we're worshiping God. It's, it's an act of worship to God, but how, how, I guess, is our giving, uh, an act of worship to, to God? What's the correlation between God and, and our giving? Yeah, I, I would, I would go. So I rooted it in Psalm 24, one, which is essentially like the whole, the whole world is the Lord's like everything that's in it belongs to him Mm. and that ancient understanding and then apply like that is an ancient understanding. It was an ancient uh, Jewish understanding. And I mean, so much of the scriptures reflect that reality that we are just no, not we're just we are actually God's workmanship. We are his beautiful creation. We are his good creation. But just that we are his and that I like the I am owned by him in a sense uh, that that my allegiance is then towards him, the one who created me, the reason that I'm here. And so then everything must flow from that, from that understanding. So when I'm giving, it's not what I am. I'm not giving my things, man, because because everything I have is his. That That is such a easy thing to say, but such a funny thing to live out because no one thinks that way or so few moderns think that way. And I'm not saying that we need to like all, you know, sell our homes and buy a commune and, you know, write property of gods on everything that we collectively don't own, like not at all. But but we do need some very serious shifts in our thinking about possessions and about accumulation and about ownership. And I think, you know, the the scriptures they give us a really good starting place for that. I, the act of giving as an act of worship, just the the very act. How often? I was having this conversation with Lauren. Oh, we're going deep. Yeah, I was talking to her uh, last week about how like I'm not the man that I want to be. There, there's like a picture of Jordan that I want to be, and I am not that Jordan. And like I repeatedly 
like let her down and and fail her in so many areas because I'm not the man that I want to be. But I want to be like I, there is an image of the Jordan I want to be right. Mm-hmm. And to kind of parallel that to the to the giving conversation here, there is a Jordan I want to be, and that is a Jordan of of faithful Christian practice and faithful Christian witness and one who represents Christ well and one who recognizes the creator God as the owner of all creation. And I am just his steward in the garden, right? There is that Jordan who wants that, but I don't know. Jordan at his best isn't going to get there by himself. Like Jordan at his best is not going to get to that version of myself that I want to be that version of God's son that I want to be. Jordan needs a path to get there. And that path, you know, it'd be the cliche Christian answer. It's like, man, like read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. It's like, yes, but there is also, I got to get my checkbook out. And get in getting my checkbook out, that's such a bad example. I give off automated credit. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> Give my checks aren't real anymore, man. What is this, man? 1995. <laughs> I mean, my parents used to cut checks when I was in school, so they were around a little later than that. And I'm sure some yeah. people still have it. Okay, but my point is, is like, I got it. I have to make the act of giving a chief priority if I'm going to become the Jordan that God actually created me to be. Mm. If I'm going to become who God desires me to be as far as one who follows him and him first and foremost and who you know where christ reigns supreme in my life i'm gonna have to do something about that and like i have to make that choice no one's gonna make that choice for me and like a very practical way of of the tithe for lauren and i being an act of worship is that it comes out on the first of the month and so, you know, the way that Lauren and I work, I mean, everything's on our credit card, all of our, as many expenses as I can, because I just get my airline points, but we pay that credit card off instantly, right? Like, like I'm not, I'm not drowning in credit debt and I'm not tithing on credit debt. I'm getting a couple of airline points and whatever else with it. Uh, is that bad? Am I, <laughs> have I thought through the moral implications of receiving Avion points off my diet? You shall be blessed by your giving, my son. <laughs> Perhaps that's it. T- take your two arrow points. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but for us, very practically, we probably have to wrestle through the that question later. But very practically, it comes out on the first of the month. And so on the first of the month, before her and I are are even paid in that month, we see that our tithe is gone, that it has been given. It's a predetermined amount that we've talked about. It goes, there it is. That for me is indicative, that, that, that is an act of worship because I want to become that, that generous Jordan who God's created me to be, the one who holds things loosely, not the one who holds things tightly with that fear and scarcity mentality like you talked about. But if if it was up to me, that tithe would never come out of the account. Like if it was up to my flesh, it would never come out. Like there's a discipline, there's a choice that I had to make. And that is an act of worship. That is saying, Lord, you're first. 
maybe it's maybe it's an even greater or more pure act of worship if it comes direct deposit as opposed to Avion points. <laughs> but Lord, you're first. Lord, Lord, you're you're first and foremost. Before I buy food, before I pay my mortgage, before I pay anything else, I know that I'm I've given to you. Yeah, I've given to you. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. Like you you talking about that. I guess when when I initially asked that question, my mind was was at was I think in the back of my mind it was, well, worship is supposed to. I'm supposed to want to do it, and I'm supposed to enjoy to do it. Um, but just through what you've been talking about, I, I mean, it's made me re realize. I've realized this in the past, certainly, but that worship is not always easy or it's not always actually what I want to do or I'm naturally inclined to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, worship is sacrifice. It's actually doing something against the grain of, of my flesh, is, as as you're saying, right? And, and all of that, I mean, it's speaking to what you're talking about, about how, well, it's actually shaping us to, to become the person and the people that God ultimately desires us to become in, in our generosity. And, and as you were talking about that, uh, it was again, kind of brewing in the back of my mind. It's well, why, why does God want us to, to be that way? And it's because that's God's character. Like we're, we're, right. we're called to become like Christ. We are in Genesis made in the image of God. And one of the characteristics key characteristics i'd say of god is that he's generous right and so that's then you know when we're pursuing becoming more like jesus when we're pursuing to become more the image of god then you know we're pursuing lots of things but one part of that is certainly becoming people of generosity and and i, I mean going back to i think we talked about this maybe last week at some point in our podcast where you know we kind of church culture is, well, I have to get right. I have to fix me first before I actually do the stuff. But you're talking about when it comes to generosity as, as practice, as discipline, it's, well, it's actually, we become or maybe realize uh, God's generosity and become generous people, uh, not just thinking about it or reading our Bible about it, but by actually doing it yeah. and, and experiencing it. And you know, when we're acting generously, we actually then experience how God is generous and how God's maybe even working through us to be gener generous for the sake of other people. And so it's kind of this amalgamation of everything's almost happening at the same time. But I think then, you know, if if someone, I mean, I need it a lot of times too, when it comes to, to generosity, where I, I also, we also need to experience God's generosity. Um, because I look, you know, it, I mean, the, the I I feel anyway in tr in church culture when it comes to uh, giving, everyone kind of talks about that Acts passage where and everyone just sold all their stuff and right. they held everything in common, and you know the conservative Christians are like, oh my gosh, like where are we supposed to be communists? And all the communists <laughs> are like, oh yeah, that's what we're supposed to be. That's that's <laughs> utopia. Um, but it's funny because well, well I guess to finish my thought is, you know, it didn't seem like a chore to them. Like the way mm -hmm. that it's being described, it sounds like, it sounds like it's actually just 
welling out of them and that duh like this is the natural response is yeah of course i'm going to sell my stuff so that we can all have you know and share in common um but i think the the component we miss there is it's because they've actually just experienced the incredible generosity of yahweh god who you know for god so loved the world he gave he yeah, gave his right. only son. That's super cliche, bringing up John three sixteen. But I, bro, it's, it's so in the notes rooted. from Sunday. It's in the notes from yeah. Sunday. <laughs> it's so rooted in in God's character in that humanity just takes, 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 and takes. And what's God's response to in order to fix the world? Well, He gives again. Right. He gives again by by giving of Himself by dying. Um, and I think when we when we experience that, when we actually experience that, then we do lead to this overflow of generosity we do see things happening in acts but then i like i've had conversations with people and i've wrestled this with my in my own head too where it's like oh seeing that's like oh my gosh like is god just going to call me to like is that the ultimate end goal of every christian is that we get to a point of generosity where we own nothing we have nothing and it's all held in common and and i mean i i think if we look through scripture that's not the case because in 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 first timothy uh i'll, I'll read it um, first Timothy chapter six, 17 to 19 says, and as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Mm-hmm. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Right. And it's like this idea, it's like, like it would be naive to assume that even the earliest Christians would be like, well, yeah, everyone's gonna, everyone's just gonna have, and everyone's just gonna share. It's like, well, no, there's people have wealth, and Paul's directing Timothy to like, great, it's great that people have have wealth. God's actually given these things to enjoy, as he says here. But it's we're not to put our hope in our riches. We're mm-hmm. to put our hope in God. And if he's mm-hmm. given us the gift of of riches, then we are to give back in our generosity as yeah. well because we 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 have tangibly uh in a particular way experienced uh an aspect of God's generosity but um there was another place I was going to go with that but let's slip on while that. you rack your mind for it let, let's go back to you know you talked about that the act of worship being something that you know for for the church in acts it seems to well up but I was using my example that it's a begrudging act of worship sometimes Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are moments of giving, and I'm going to use my, myself as an example again, that are pure delight. That are yeah. that, that that are pure yeah. delight, and I, and I'll I'll stay. You know, I think it's easy to you know you give something to appear to somebody in need, and you kind of get that dopamine hit that I did a good work. Um, but staying in the context of the church for a moment, giving to the legacy offering last fall for Lauren and I was a moment of pure delight. Uh, I can't speak for her. (laughs) I can speak for myself. It was a, it was a moment of delight for me. So I I was highly invested in the legacy offering. A part of my job was to organize the the impact report, the legacy offering coming out of it. And, you know, we're doing that all over again, our impact report and and being uh, transparent with our finances to our community, laying it out in the impact that we've had uh, in a way over the course of the last year in all of our ministries in a way that people can easily digest and understand. Like we want people to be proud of the fact 
that they're like, we want you to be proud of the family that you belong to because of the way that that family operates, if that makes sense. Uh, so we're going to do the impact report again, and we're going to do a legacy offering again, and we'll roll out the initiatives in the fall or later in the fall and all those things. Uh, I have a high degree of personal investment in, in the whole of the campaign, but giving to it, like I made sure that I was the first one who could give to it. And it was one of those moments for me that was pure delight. Sure, I have a high degree of investment in it, but I just believed in it so much. And it was over and above our tithe. Our regular tithe came out that month. And we had you know, set aside a, a, a portion of money in preparation, knowing that this was coming. And hitting that transaction button and knowing that those funds went it was I, I was genuinely like excited about it, and I think there's a couple things at play there. Number one, it's like the 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 process of dedication to giving repeatedly. I think does a work. That's why I say a dollar a Sunday yeah. to those who can't afford it because it actually is doing this work in me, where it came to the point to give an offering over and above the tithe, and I was like, yo. Like I get to be a part of something that we are all pulling towards and I believe in it and I know that the Lord's in it and let's go. And it was, mm -hmm. it was a moment of delight. Dare I say it a moment of beauty, but that might be pushing it a little far. Uh, maybe this year's legacy offering gift will be a moment of beauty in my life as opposed to just mm -hmm. delight. Um, but, but that's just it, right? Like gearing towards something and the previous work that we've done in that discipline changes our outlook on the future work. Um, if that makes sense. And yeah. anyways, so yeah, there we are. Yeah. Holy, what do we have to add, Mike? We have a couple minutes left on the docket. Maybe let's go to, okay. Can I, can I, I'm going to give a challenge. Uh, it, this is the challenge I taught. I've talked about it from the platform in at least two sermons now. And for those listening who don't give like that dollar a Sunday thing, I am not joking. If like, if you truly want to become a generous person, begin the act, like begin cultivating the act. Like at this point, it's not a 10th. We can't even call it a tithe. Like we are just beginning to give, but let's practice, like let's flex that muscle. Here's my goal, even for our legacy offering this fall. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're talking about this, but again, the unhinged episode five, season two. Uh, my goal for this legacy offering is that we have so many gifts that are below $100. Hmm. Uh, I'll share some of the analytics with our community of last year's legacy offering. We had four gifts. There were four givers in our community who gave under $100 out of, I think it was a total of like 132 uh, givers. Four of them gave under $100, which means that the middle class and the upper class largely carried the legacy offering last last year. And I'm like, wouldn't it be cool that if the legacy offering isn't even about how much we raise for the initiatives? Well, well, that is a central part of it, but it's actually just about us participating in something together. And it's the formational aspect rather than the outcome. A hundred percent. And I'm like, yeah. wouldn't it be cool that if from four under $100 gifts, we got 15 or 20 indicative of young people in our community who are saying, Hmm, I I'm part time. I'm working part time, dude, but I can give up whatever, or I can sacrifice, or I could, instead of even saying the word sacrifice, I can choose to give generously. And this is what giving it, this. Yeah. yeah. 
and I'm going to give 10 bucks to legacy offering. And that's all I got, but that's, I'm happy with it. And that's my start in formation. So that's my challenge for the community. Yeah. And I mean, you, you started, or you mentioned that people were surprised that in the new Testament, there's actually no command about, about tithing like there would be in, in the old Testament. And I actually wonder if that's, that's the reason because it's not actually the, the dollar amount of giving isn't God's concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you talked about it already, like everything is God's. So yeah. the dollar amount really doesn't matter uh, because everything everything is God's anyways. He doesn't actually need our money to do anything. In he's going to do it. He's going to do uh, it. He's going to do it. I mean, he, he's the God who, you know, who turned two fish and seven loaves or whatever into abundance, not just enough for everybody there it was abundance there was extra and so he, it's he not turned the water about, into good wine yeah like it's it's not about the amount it's about okay god i it, it's that it's that humility it's it's i recognize that i'm holding tightly here um but if if a quarter or a dollar can slip through these fingers and can keep slipping through those fingers, I'm going to trust you into shaping me into a, a more generous person, someone who looks more like you. Mm. And so what is what is that, that dollar amount for me that you desire me to, to give? And it's like, yeah, I want you to give, I want you to give five bucks. And that's where I want you to start. And it's just like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing that. That I can do. And I'm going to mm. go, 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 go. I mean, like you said, like for yourself, that that act and practice and discipline of giving clearly shaped you into a more generous person to the point where when this legacy offering came around last year, it, it wasn't a struggle to give to that. It was actually a joy to give to that. Totally. And I would, I would assume if you hadn't had that practice in, in your life, that work wouldn't have been happening on your heart and it wouldn't have been a joy. It would have been, um, I, I wouldn't have given, I wouldn't have even given. Yeah. 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 Mike, what resource? Okay. We're talking about giving. We said we were going to give something away on the last episode of this season. Uh, What are we going to give away, Mike? Um, So just to start, I mean, this is where I kind of caught on to what we'll give out. We'll give out a book. Um, But before we dive into what that book is, a really great resource. Um, I I mean, people who know me get really sick, uh, I think, about this about me. Uh, I'm a big Bible Project fan. They have an incredible uh, video on the theme, the biblical theme of generosity. Uh, so if you just uh, if you want to learn more about gener- generosity in a really tight, concise, entertaining uh, uh, animation, then uh, just Google Bible Project Generosity, and that should be like the first link. It'll t- it should take you to their website where you can watch the video, but beside it or underneath it. There's a link to to study notes that if you want to dive deeper into scripture about uh, generosity, then you can do that incredible resource there. And then on the side, they actually had a couple of book resources, which I think is where we're going to go with this. And so we'll give away a book called, I mean, Jordan, you and I know this author because I think we've read a a book of his. Yes, sir. uh, on, On theology. Uh, but it's a book called The God Who Gives, How the Trinity Shapes the Christian Story. So, I mean, we talked about, uh, I mean, this entire series is about Sundays and kind of the 
the Christian practice of what happens on Sundays. Um, and I think what Kelly Capic is getting at here is just um, everything that that the Christian faith is rooted in is rooted in the generous the generosity of of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll uh, we'll give away that that book. Let's do it. Here's how we're gonna do it. Uh, you, oh listener, head to the Soul Sanctuary Instagram at Soul Winnipeg, and if you don't have Instagram, you can do Facebook. Uh, and in under any post, because the team will get a notification, Lauren will get the notification. You can just comment, comment any emoji or the word unhinged bonus points, extra <laughs> entry. If you just comment the word unhinged, but you can just comment any emoji on any image on Facebook or on Instagram and, uh, on any of the posts. And what we'll do is we will take a look at all the ones that come in, uh, in let's say 48 hours from this episode being posted on Thursday. Uh, actually, if you're listening anywhere up to next Sunday, we'll, we'll do this early next week. We'll look at all the unhinged comments, not unhinged comments, but comments that say unhinged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're having fun or emoji two entries. If you <laughs> post the word unhinged, one entry for a, um, emoji on any post, uh, limit of one entry per person. Uh, so only only one comment there. And uh, we'll gather those comments and we'll make this thing happen. It would just be funny if just, like, everyone said unhinged on one post. <laughs> okay. Well, and we're going to get that book in your hands. We'll, uh, we'll do a little draw from all the uh, entries and get it your way. So that said, Soul Sanctuary community, this has been fun. And uh, thanks for uh, for following along. Thanks for your podcast feedback and the odd text message and, and uh, comment that comes through. Uh, just dialoguing with Mike and I, and uh, we've had a good time here. Mike, last word for the Soul community. Yeah, it's been good. This is season two, signing off, looking forward to season three. Be blessed and go in peace. We will see you next season.